Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined today by Tish Hamilton. Hello, Tish. Hi, Sarah. Nice to be here. Yes, you are fresh off an airplane, right? I am. I am. It's been a bit of a dramatic day, but I made it. Here I am. <laughs> Here you are. Here you are. So you were in Savannah for the weekend, were you? I was in Savannah for a long weekend, and it was a lovely place to be, for sure. Yes. Was it good weather? Um, you know, it is. Uh, it was like between 55 and 70, and mm. um, compared with, you know, 30 below, 30 and lower here and snow uh -huh. and ice and all that. It was lovely weather. So I was just in Savannah recently, uh, the airport at least, which is a very pretty airport. Um, and uh, But I was in Hilton on Hilton Head Island scouting it out for a potential late February 2020 retreat location. And what and do you think? I'd say the answer is a big yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and we are cooking up something very exciting. So, and I'm not going to say anything more right now, but, um, it is going to be great. And gosh, I had really good weather. It was sunny and in the low seventies when I was there. Oh, wow. So, that is nice. Mm -hmm. But so even if some... it's like, you know, air quotes, cool there, it just means it's going to be in the fifties, which is perfect running weather. Right, right. I, uh, went running, I went on an eight mile run on the beach and it was kind of windy and it was in the mid fifties or even it was, I don't know, it was about 52 at the start. And oh my gosh, the locals were wearing like, you know, uh, down coats and pom-pom hats and, and mittens. Right. They had <laughs> the parkas on. Oh yeah. There I am. in you know, a tank top and a pair of capris because I want to have the pockets on either side of my hips. It's just like, come on. <laughs> hey, Sarah, listen to you uh, running long distances. Have you got something going on on your calendar? Oh my gosh. Well, it turns out, Tish, I didn't know it at the time, but I am on uh, the half marathon own it plan from our second book, Train Like a Mother, because um, my running partner, Molly, is training for the Vancouver, BC half marathon, which is the same weekend as our Eau Claire retreat, where I'm running the anchor leg of the marathon relay. So that's a little over, I think it's maybe 8.4 miles. So then I got back from Hilton Head after that eight mile run. And after a six mile run with Molly, she goes, oh, yeah, and we're on a training plan. I'm like, what, what? <laughs> so, uh, so, so Molly tricks you into training. I like that about her. I knew I yeah, liked her. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, I want to come out there and have a drink with the two of you. Uh, and, uh, so we ran 10 miles on Saturday with um, two at kind of race pace. All right. Wow. Which haven't done in a million years and it just felt really good and then um so i'm headed actually tomorrow so we're recording this on um president's day and on tuesday night uh phoebe and i are flying on the red eye to go see my, visit my mother in connecticut and then go into brooklyn for the weekend to hang out with my best friend and her daughter who's the same age as phoebe and so uh, when I last saw Molly, she goes, okay, and it's 12 miles this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen while I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, so. just, just three loops of Prospect Park. I know, and she, live, she lives half a block from Prospect Park. There you so, go. But I don't, but that, you know, I'm only, I'm, we're all, we're only going to get into Brooklyn kind of midday Saturday and then we fly out Sunday. Oh, so yeah, I yeah. really feel tight. 
Yeah, and you know, and my um, friend is into biking and walking, but I just, you know, but so it's not like I can run twelve miles with her. And I just am like, I just love spending time with her so much that I'm just not willing to. Yeah, yeah, that that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, so I think I'll probably do. If you're telling me it's a four mile loop, um, can I go one and a half times around? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Is there a way to cut through the middle of it? <laughs> So, and uh, speaking of running in New York, I saw on social media that you got into the New York City Marathon. I did. And in fact, I qualified by running a half marathon in Prospect Park last Mother's Day. Nice. You will appreciate this, Sarah, because um, in my true squeaker fashion, Uh I needed to run a 154 to get to qualify. um, Mm -hmm. And I ran a 153.45. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Oh my God. I, I worked so hard for that. I almost lost my cookies at the finish line. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, this is no, uh, did you, were you guaranteed or is it kind of like Boston where even if you run faster than the qualifying time, you can still get dogged? You know, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, mm. I think it's a guaranteed. It, uh, the race I ran was not a New York City Roadrunner Club mm-hmm. sanctioned event. And mm-hmm. they take the New York Roadrunner Club people first and then they oh. take the others. And mm. uh, this is the second time I've gotten in that way. Uh, and mm-hmm. It's a little bit mysterious, but you know what? I'll take it because it's hard to get into the New York Marathon. I really had no idea. I forget where I was, maybe because I saw that post. And so then I kind of followed some breadcrumbs to see when, when people who went in through the lottery would find out and all that stuff. And I was just astonished how many people apply and what a small percentage get in. I know, I know. It's really, it's really tight. I mean, it's like Harvard or Yale admissions yeah. or something. Harvard, Yale, I love the New York City Marathon. Take your pick. Right, right. <laughs> So, um, so that's very exciting. What number New York City Marathon will this be for you? This will be my tenth New York, and <gasps> it's also the thirtieth anniversary of my first New York, and which was my oh. first marathon. Oh, that's fantastic! So that's why I wanted to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm writing this down so I can write it in the show notes. That's why I'm not quite replying. <laughs> um, so you said the thirty-year anniversary of your first marathon, which was New York City. That's correct. Oh, that's beautiful. I love the. Um, you know, the synergy of how it all, all yeah. folds back on itself. Yeah, yes. Yes. All right. Well, I say let's dive into our topic, which is on this episode, we're talking with three single moms. Well, four, if we're counting you, Tish, um, about juggling running with the added responsibilities that land on the shoulders when you don't have a full-time partner to share those duties. So um, Tish and I will be joined by the first single mom after this quick break. Stay with us. Our first guest is Bethany Mazura, a divorced mom of two young boys. A resident of Albany, New York, Bethany works full-time, yet she ran her first ultra-marathon last fall. Bethany, thanks for sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so so please share a few life details with us, including the ages of your sons and what you do for work. Sure. My sons, uh, Reese is eight and Sebastian is six. And I'm an attorney for the New York State Office of Mental Health. Hmm. All right. All right. And um, how about your divorce? When did that happen? Uh, my divorce was about five years ago, going on five years. Okay. And Bethany, um, tell us about your running 
background. Uh, did you run before you were divorced? How did you get into it and, and sort of lead us up to where you are today in your running? Sure. Um, I ran a little bit in middle school. <laughs> I ran the 800. <laughs> um, and then I found my love of theater in high school and kind of quit sports altogether. And I didn't run again until I was about 31. I had a miscarriage with my first child and was dealing with some depression with that. So a friend of mine suggested training for the Fryhoffers, uh, women's only 5K mm -hmm. that takes place in Albany every year. And mm -hmm. I trained for that, ran it, and swore I'd never run mm -hmm. again. <laughs> and then when I uh, was going through my divorce, I was, <laughs> again, uh, dealing with depression and anxiety and kind of um, needed a goal to get me kind of restarting my life. And I ended up training once again for that Fryhoffer's women's only race. And uh, this time running stuck and took off from there. <laughs> Okay, so now you, you said running stuck, but I happen to know that you ran a marathon in 2017, so it really didn't just stick, it took off. And then, <laughs> yes, that's true. And then there's this rumor uh, most, that you did an ultra as well, as well. That rumor is true. I did my first 50K uh, this past October 2018. Wowee, congratulations. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you work with a coach for that? I did. Um, actually, after um, I was featured on another Mother Runner website uh, when you guys did kind of your beginning of the year goals of 2018. And mm -hmm. actually talking to you, Tish, helped me kind of refine my goals. We're kind of all over the place for last season. And I ended up hiring a local coach who works with my running club here, uh, Albany Running Exchange, uh, Dick Vincent, and working with him last year. I was able to uh, do a 50K, which was not my initial plan at all. Wow. Super what, was cool. your, what was your original plan? Uh, my original plan was to PR my half marathon time. And I think I run a 25K. Mm -hmm. And I was going to pivot toward ultras for some time in the future. Um, but, <laughs> but it just kind of worked out that the pivot was a little quicker than I anticipated. Yeah. You doubled, you doubled the distance you had originally thought of doing. I did. I did. In fact. <laughs> and, uh, you use the word first ultra because you have a couple ultras on your 2019 calendar. Isn't that right? Uh, I have, I do. Um, my ultimate goal race this year is for uh, Hennepin. I want to run the 50 miler there. So that's wow. my big training goal for this year. I'm um, wow. also doing Catamount 25K in June. Wow. Wow. Okay. So those are lofty running goals for anybody, but you are juggling two young children with training for those endurance events and you, you know, don't have a, a, a husband at home to, you know, who's slumbering away or who can get up and make chocolate chip pancakes for the boys or whatever. So, I mean, how do you manage that, especially the long run logistics? Right. So a lot of help. Uh, I have a really good community of women that I've gotten close to over the last couple of years. Um, I call them my team TMI. We uh, run together. We run trails together. It's uh, a lot of all over the pace women. A lot of us are moms. Some of us are single moms. Uh, so they've helped out somewhat with um, babysitting when I've needed it at the last minute. Mm -hmm. I've also do a lot of scheduling. Um, 
I am a crazy scheduler. So I'll schedule six months out in advance and I'll try and book my babysitter for every long run date I need for that span of time. And then uh, I just have to juggle too. I mean, there's some times where this is where having a coach comes in really handy for me. I found (laughs) after years of doing it on my own is if one of the kids gets sick and I'm like, coach, I can't do that 12 miler. He can find a way to push it into a different part of the schedule or find a run that I can squeeze in that speed work, maybe more bang for my buck. So it's a combination of being incredibly tight with schedule and, you know, kind of a type personality and also being incredibly flexible. It's a weird balance (laughs) to have to put together. As a as a quick side note to a mom of a 17-year-old daughter who babysits a ton, are you able to find babysitters who will, like, say yes to, like, three months in advance, four months in advance? I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, we have I, – I use babysitters from my kids' aftercare program. Oh, um, okay. So she generally, like, she knows them. She knows what her schedule is. That said, I mean, there's times when I've had a babysitter not be able to show up, and I've had to literally just put a call out on Facebook to some of Mm -hmm. my mom runners and say, can someone come sit with my kids? And Mm -hmm. I've just been fortunate that that works out some of it. And it doesn't work out all the time, but it's worked out enough that I've been able to pull these training schedules off. Yeah. Cause I mean, my daughter's um, responsible and everything, but like, I just would see a lot of high schoolers being like, Oh yeah, no, I can't do that. You know, or like, Oh they yeah. Wouldn't even, they wouldn't even commit like three months out. Yeah. Like, I, who, I usually who use college age and up. Like I haven't, uh-huh. yeah, I've been using and cause they need to have transportation too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I pay a little bit more to, mm-hmm. to have that, but um, you know, and also there's the, the part of leaving your kids. Right. So we all have that mom guilt. I think whether you're a single mom or not, mm-hmm. um, but even more so, I, you know, I have joint custody with my ex-husband, so I have them half the time, basically. Mm-hmm. So leaving them for any of that half of the time, that's been a big emotional hurdle for me to feel mm-hmm. that I'm not shortchanging my relationship with my kids. Right, right. Um, but I've learned that it's been a really good example for them. They've both started running. Um, my eight year old ran his first two five K's last year. My six year old wants to run a five K this year. And when I'm off season and I'm not having babysitter come in regularly, they're like, when is the babysitter coming? (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of got over that when they started complaining that there was no babysitter. So, and with your ex having them every other week, can you like work your training around like having your bigger weeks when, when he has them? Yes. I mean, for the most part, that's what I do. Um, when I'm in, you know, having training for an ultra, you don't, you can't really take off. You have to long run almost every weekend. Um, and it's just time on feet. It's not even necessarily mileage, but maybe I need to do three, four hours on a trail. So I do that as much as I can when I'm like, I'm doing a half marathon training right now, you know, that I can push everything into the weeks I don't have them, or I can do a midweek long run. Um, But yeah, for those ultras, it's kind of unavoidable that most of the weeks that I'm in the heaviest training, I I need to have a babysitter on the weekend for a few hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when, and when you are training for 
quote unquote just a half marathon because of it's in comparison to your <laughs> ultra. Yeah, it, yeah, there's nothing just about running thirteen point right, one miles. Right. But, but that but that how does that um you know make your body feel if you're you know, so that one weekend you can do that kind of significant run and then maybe the next week you have you've you're cutting back more than a training plan would. I just kinda think of it almost as a roller coaster. I mean, how does that make you feel? Physically? Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be really tough. And my coach has been really helpful in finding ways to keep me active or giving Mm. me speed work to do, which might, even though it's not mileage, it's a little harder work on your muscles, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff I can shove into like my lunch break at work, because Mm -hmm. that way I'm not dropping back and then picking back up because, you know, I'm also like 41 years old. So injury is a real concern all the time. Um, so it really is about the types of workouts and that's not something that I really was able to figure out on my own. It took hiring a coach and I'm just lucky to have a local coach who's actually really reasonably priced and, um, works with me and my schedule, you know, Mm -hmm. without that, it really has taken someone who's more professional to tell me how to maximize, Mm -hmm. um, what I need to do. Yeah, that's what it's really about, right? Being efficient with your time. And as you said earlier, like being really planned and really flexible at the same time, which are kind of like two opposites. Yeah. (laughs) And do you also do um, hot yoga? I do. I do hot yoga. That's my primary other um, exercise on my cross training. I don't really do weight stuff very much anymore because I kept injuring myself. And so Mm -hmm. I do I do home yoga, um, which helps because, you know, you can do that with the kids. They can be in bed or they'll do it with me or, you know, I could turn the TV on and, they, and do an hour yoga. Um, and then I love to go to hot yoga class has really worked out for me as a runner um, just because it's much easier to loosen those muscles up. And hmm. and when you say home yoga, I'm not familiar with that. Do you, is that a brand name or are you just using that as a cute? No. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of YouTube videos out there, especially uh, a lot of us like uh, yoga with Adrian and, and there's just, you know, a bunch of different styles of yoga. You can watch a video and do a 30 minute practice at home or or an hour. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a, look at, I I live under a rock. So, and, uh, you know, you, you alluded to your running club and how much that's been a godsend. Could you um, kind of talk a little bit more about them and why you love having them in your life and some ways they've helped, helped out? Sure. Um, I'm very, very fortunate uh, that uh, Josh Marlis, who's a, a local runner who went to University of Albany here, started this running club uh, over 10 years ago. And it's very, very inclusive. Uh, all different types of runners, different body types, women, men, all different paces. They have a lot of group runs throughout the week. They have a calendar on their website where you can just throw up a run, say, I got to go run. Does anyone want to come? And that's, mm. and people will just show up. And that way you have the motivation to get out there and, and have people to run with. Um, and through that, I've actually made most of my friends. I mean, post-divorce, that's, that community was really what got me through some really tough times. And most of my close personal friends now are from that particular group. Mm-hmm. And we all run together, but we also support each other, you know, in our personal lives. That's an awesome combination. It is. It's been, it's, and I'm 
really privileged and I know from interacting online and some of my other groups that are across the country that it's not, um, it's a pretty rare thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember distinctly the party that we had at the Fleet Feet in Albany and Mm. just, I mean, it was one of our biggest parties to date. I think it was our biggest party up to that point. Gosh, I want to say that was, I think it was 2013, because I think I went to my college reunion right after that. And it just seemed like there's a really very avid running community there in Albany. There really is. And it's year round, which is really helpful when you live in the Northeast, (laughs) because (laughs) we spend a lot of the year in cold and and gray temperatures and, you know, all that. So having people that will run in that run outside, you don't always have to go on the treadmill. It's great. But I mean, we have a, you know, a social aspect to that club too, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So finally, what advice would you give to other moms, regardless of their coupledom status about either if they're trained for a half marathon or they're thinking of stepping up to an ultra like you have, what are some tips that you have for them? Um, I guess I would say that our biggest, obstacles to overcome are the voices in our own heads telling us we can't do something Mm -hmm. or that now is not the right time. We have to wait for, you know, our kids to be older or this to happen or that to happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just have to give it a shot and Mm -hmm. set ourselves up in the best way we can. And so that might be stuff like, you know, I don't, I struggle financially as a single mom, as many people do putting money into coaching is it's very difficult. Um, But you shift things around and you make it so that it works with your life. And that way you don't have to wait for some time later on Uh because that later on time might not come. So it's really about surrounding yourself with communities that are supportive and can help you out and, kind of quieting that voice inside yourself that says you can't do it or now is not the time to do it and giving it a shot and seeing if it works. That's fantastic. Well, awesome, Bethany. Well, we uh, look forward to hearing how your, all your races go this year. Thank you for sharing with us. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next going it alone mom is Susan Landolt who lives just outside of Portland, Oregon. And uh, she is a mom of four. Susan was widowed suddenly like Bethany, Susan runs ultras. Susan is one of our Bammer Bastards who helps us spread the word about another mother runner around the continent. So uh, thank you for hiding out in your car, Susan, and joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so tell us the ages of your kids now and um, when you are widowed, as well as what you do for work, please. Okay, so um, my children are now... Um, let me think here, 7, 10, 13, and 16. And when I was widowed, they were 3, 6, 9, and 12. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a retired nurse, and I'm currently working mm-hmm. for um, Epic Global as a contract specialist, which enables me to work from home, which is much better for being a single mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Susan, tell us about how you got into running. Well, after my youngest baby was born, um, my sister, Jennifer, introduced me to running. She had done a Couch to 5K program, and she told me, well, if I do it, you should do it too. And um, then she did a 10K, and I copied her, and on and on until we both ran a marathon. 
And she actually introduced me to AMR way back then when we were both doing 5Ks. And that would be about seven years ago. Nice. So I read something you once wrote, which said uh, AMR gave me the courage to start and start again when the going got tough. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so AMR um, helped me start initially um, get comfortable running as a total newbie who knew nothing about running besides how to get out of the mile run in high school with a note. Um, I didn't know much about any. <laughs> anything related to running and it really helped me learn the ropes and um, get started there. And then I fell in love with it. And um, after my husband died, I took a hiatus from running. And one time, one day I picked up, the, I think the yellow book run like a mother mm -hmm. and I started reading it all over again and it inspired mm -hmm. me to lace up my shoes again and get back out there. Oh, and, that's awesome. Um, Yay. I'm really, really grateful for that. Yeah. Hmm. Particularly because Tish had a part in that book coming to, you know, she was the one who gave us that assignment that launched that book. So it's all, it's all a beautiful synergy oh my gosh, coming together wonderful. here. Yeah, yeah. And so, I was actually uh, your mother runner that was interviewed for the blue book for the mother runner in their 30s. And oh, Dimity interviewed me for that one before my husband need, died when my family was go, very different. Yeah, I need to go back and read that because I did not know that you were just, just all these new oh, things really? I'm learning about you today, Susan. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> so I'm going to tell Dimity that I'm not sure she knows that either. Like, I don't know if she's put the pieces together and realized oh, that funny. you're. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I think I put that on oh, my Bammer Baster application. Maybe you missed that part. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there, <laughs> there were that we got more than three hundred applications, so that might have slipped through the cracks. Yeah. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to tell yeah. her after we record this. Um, so okay. So so gotta ask, how oh, do you work so in your gotta gotta you know how do you work in your workouts, especially since you do not have an ex who you know takes your kid every third day or every other weekend. Mm. I mean, you are a solo parent. Yes, I am a 100% mom all the time. Um, what has helped me a lot is that I am able to work from home um, mm -hmm. and have flexible hours. So I will either get my workouts or runs done really early in the morning, or I will start mm -hmm. my work day early in the morning and then take a long lunch break where I can go around for a couple of hours. Um, mm -hmm. And then I do cross training um, at home a lot. And I also, um, when my children are smaller, utilize like the kids daycare at the gym to go to my body pump or my spin classes. And that was really helpful. But, um, as my kids were little, there was a lot of treadmill miles logged in the garage at four or 5.00 AM while they were sleeping. Yeah. I, and, I did that um, too. One thing. Yeah. So now if I even look at a treadmill, I just want to cry because there were too many miles put on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, also as, um, as my long runs became longer and I just could not fathom running, you know, 15 plus miles on a treadmill, I found that I really needed to get a babysitter for my long runs. And, um, I found a babysitter, a high school girl named Grayson on care.com. And she's been my go-to girl every Sunday morning for the last probably year and a half now. And she'll come and watch wow. my boys, um, while I go run for a few hours and come back the next week. And it's worked out really well. Well, that's awesome. What? Does she, does she, she'll, so she'll get up early enough for you to get in a run. Yes. I can't believe that a 16 year old or 15 year old girl will do that, but she'll be at my house by seven 30 rain or shine. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. And then, she's, she's and then when one. she's not available, 
my wonderful parents have moved back to Oregon also from out of state and um, I can always depend on them in a pinch. I can spend the night with them, with the boys and get up early in the morning and run from their house. So Susan, our, our previous guest, Bethany talked about dealing with mom guilt about getting in the runs while, while her kids were home um, and her kids are about, the same age as yours more or less and and I was okay. wondering is that something that that you have wrestled with um I think it, it is different because my kids are with me all the time so I don't feel like I'm taking time away from what little time I have with them because I don't have to share them mm-hmm. or share my time with them um because you know they're with me all the time and also I think I felt more guilty about it when I would be like running on the treadmill and they'd be in the house watching TV um, Mm -hmm. or playing on their iPads or whatever. But um, I know that when their babysitter comes over or they're with my mom and dad, they're getting spoiled and they're having fun. Um, Mm -hmm. So that makes it better. And also they're really proud of me. My boys brag all the time. My mom runs marathons. My mom runs 50 K's and they see how hard I work and how much it makes me happy. And Mm -hmm. I think that they love that and it's setting a good example for them about healthy choices and dealing with stress and putting yourself first. And so that kind of helps alleviate that mom guilt for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I know they're proud of you and the planks that you hold. I see those on social media. (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad that challenge is over. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us that. Let's take a side trip. Tell us about that, that challenge. Oh my gosh. So I signed up for the um, noon ambassadorship because I wanted a discount from noon and um, (laughs) they have a newbie challenge that they do every month. This month it's push-ups. The first month it was planks where the first day of January, you do one minute of planks. The fifth day, five minutes to the 31st day of January, 31 minutes of planks. And it gets pretty boring, pretty darn boring. (laughs) I watched a lot of TV in the plank position. Oh my gosh. But uh, would you hold it for 31 minutes straight? I went through this um, like rotation of a standard plank to a side plank to the other side plank to a reverse plank all over and over again until I got my minutes done. (laughs) (gasps) Wow. Oh my gosh. That is rough. Wow. And you know what? After the end of the month, I still had mom abs. So I don't know if it did any good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. So before this interview, I put, I put out a call for questions on the AMR Facebook page and got this mm-hmm. question. Um, Emily wants to know how a single mom gets all the other stuff done, like dinner making, homework, helping baths, bedtime, you know, so it's not just all about when do you fit in the runs, but it, you know, you are, as we've said, you're the only one doing the, the lifting around your house. How do you get it all in at night? Um, honestly, I really believe that the more you have on your plate, the better you are at juggling your time. Um, I work full time. I'm also in school full time, finishing up my business degree. And Mm -hmm. I'm running 60 miles a week and just doing spin and body pump and all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't waste time. Every minute is scheduled. Um, I don't have time for shenanigans and things like that. I think it's discipline. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't have a very exciting life, but, um, I believe that people make the time. You can tell what's important to people by what they spend their time and money on. And to me, that's uh, my children, my family and fitness. Um, Mm -hmm. and the other stuff 
have to be taken care of too. And it's just a matter of, yeah, you're busy, but you can find ways to schedule everything in. Do you sleep? (laughs) I go to bed when my kids go to bed. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do find that the more you have going on, the more productive and just better you are at managing your time too. Yeah. I mean, I definitely found that to be true when I was on the rowing team in college that, you know, that that's when I would jam on my homework if I had 90 minutes to, you know, get my Russian homework done or whatever, you know, versus just kind of, I don't know, listening to the radio, talking to my friends. Now it makes it sound like I went to a sock hops, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, so another question from Facebook, um, someone else named Sarah asked how friends could make it easier for you to reach out for help when you need it. And I got the sense from her question that she wants to know how to help her single mom friends, but isn't sure how or what to offer. Hmm. That's a good question. I have just a few really close friends um, and we all are running buddies. I imagine probably just if someone is in a pinch and they need to get their long run in and there's no one to help them with their kids, stepping up to take their kids for a couple hours so that they can get that, that run done. I think that would be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, and do you, did you find it, do you find it easy to ask for help? Or oh, I mean, no. Do you, I'm like, terrible, at, I'm terrible at asking for help. I'd rather pay a babysitter than ask for help. oh my goodness and do you run by yourself or you run with a group or um i right now i'm running with my dog rocket that i got a month ago he's making me get faster um i do run my long runs with my good friend katie who funny enough i've been friends with her since about fifth grade and after i moved back to oregon Uh from 20 years in california we became buddies again and she's my long run friend we're both um, training for the eugene marathon um and then I run with my oh, sister awesome. once in a while. But other than that, most of my runs are solo because I have to fit them in mm-hmm. um, depending on my workload for the day. If it's going to be super early in the morning or on my lunch break, it's easier for me to just go on my own time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Go when you can. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm really busy and I can't see my sister one thing. Yeah. I'll be here for eight miles at noon. I just, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So. So do you like to like live in your running clothes when you're working from home? So like yeah, if you I'm say, okay, oh, look, here's an hour. I'll go for a run. Yeah, I'm pretty stinky. I go to the gym really early and I come home. I'm probably still in my running my gym clothes until I go for a run and I take a shower in the evening. <laughs> but no one but my kids and dogs are home, so they don't care. It's the perk. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is uh eugene your next race or do you have an ultra before then i have this sometime 50k um and i was thinking about molly she was talking about um trail running on mm-hmm. one of your last podcasts and the sometime mm-hmm. 50k has a half marathon option the day before i think the saturday oh. is memorial day weekend you might want to throw that out though to molly oh. but um yeah eugene oh. is in april and then the sometime 50k is in may and in June, I have the White mm-hmm. Wonder 50 miler, which is my first 50 miler. So lots of running between oh, now and then. Exciting. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Super cool. Um, I bet those are both going to be very beautiful ultras. Yeah. Some town is um, on Forest Park and it's mostly on Wildwood Trail. And I did that last year mm-hmm. and just had an amazing time. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Well, it was good talking with you, Susan. I'm sorry that um, our schedule change meant no in person, but I will take I will take you out for that lunch uh, sometime <laughs> soon if you can fit that. it in. If you can fit it in. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 You know, I All right. Take. I used to play hockey from work, so I actually appreciated <laughs> it. But you okay. guys have a great good, day, good. and thank you so much for having me on. Our final guest is Julie Burke, a mom of three who lives in Greenville, South Carolina. Julie gave birth to her older daughter when she was 16, and she raised her as a single mom. Julie is now married with two young children, so she's seen both sides of the coin. A longtime runner, Julie has been a mother runner both ways, single and with a partner. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us the ages of your kids and what you do for work. Sure. So my oldest daughter just turned 28, Mm -hmm. and then the little ones are seven and four. And I am a sales engineer for Rockwell Automation. So I am um, sometimes work on the road, sometimes in front of customers, sometimes in an office. And Julie, it sounds like you've been a runner for a long time. Can you tell us your athletic background? Yeah, so my dad is a runner. Um, I grew up watching him run um, almost every day. Our family vacations were road trips to races and all of my, I have three older brothers and they all ran with him as kids and I just never did. Um, Mm. So then when I was in my twenties, I was like, Hey, I really want to get that runner's high. He always talks about. (laughs) Um, So I joined in and um, I I had a few years where I had a pretty extensive knee surgery that I didn't run. Um, But for the most part, I've ran since mid twenties. And do you, are you a, what kind of races do you do? Do you race? Do you like to run half marathons, marathons, 5Ks? Yeah, I'll run all of them. In fact, I um, this for 2019, I have at least one race every month. And there's a couple months in there where I actually have two races. So um, th- that's definitely the big motivation for me. Um, I love races. I did run my first marathon this past November, but... Um, lots of halves and, and everything shorter. Nice. Nice. Which marathon? Richmond, Virginia. Oh, how did you like that? It was great. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I just Mm -hmm. loved every second of it. Oh, good. We sometimes think about going to their expo. I just hear such great things. And it seems like really a lot of mother runners go to that race. Well, and to make it more fun, there were five of us um, of my friends. So we all, you know, traveled there together and ran together and then hung out after. So we made it that a, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, all right. So a mom at 16, um, in an email you wrote, we grew up together, including exercising together, her on a bike, me on foot. So take us back to those early days and how you found ways to fit exercise into what I can only imagine was a very hectic, overflowing life. Yeah. So she's very active too. So that definitely helped. I, um, with the bike, we would, I lived in Cleveland, Ohio at the time, and there's Mm -hmm. a wonderful Metro park system. So put the bike in the car and go to the park and she would ride and I would run behind her. And, um, and then other than that, also she played soccer and lots of softball through the years. So I would 
drop her off at practice and run from wherever she was practicing. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't miss any games, but I did, I did take advantage of practice time. Mm -hmm. um, did things like running to her school and walking home with her when we, you know, I was picking her up at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. just trying to get creative with when she was real small, she was in a preschool that had um, actually a jazzercise class in it, which <laughs> was a super great workout. So I was definitely the youngest person in the class. I was about I to say, you must, have, <laughs> you must have been the youngest person there by decades. Decades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my, so so you, would, you said you would drop her off at preschool and then go hang out with your AARP card-carrying friends up in Jazzercise. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Get my sweat on, pick her up, go back home. <laughs> um, so, so those are some good tips. Do you have any others um, about uh, people were wondering how to get their child exercising with them, whether the, you know, parent is um, a solo parent or not, you know, how do you, it sounds like your daughter was pretty athletic, like you said, but you know, was there any incentives you use or tricks? I mean, you know, I think a lot of it's just watching what your parents do. So for me, I, you know, I watched mm -hmm. my dad run and then I wanted to do that. And then mm -hmm. for her, she's always seen me running or exercising in some way. And because I grew up playing sports and, and she just was interested in that as well. <clears throat> I, all three of my kids, even the smallest have run 5Ks. So even mm. last year when my daughter was three, she ran her first 5K. So I think we just <laughs> make it a family activity. So that's cool. Does your dad still run? No, he would love to. He still goes to the gym, but he has just terrible ankles from all the years. In fact, probably not from running, but he also played basketball a lot. So mm. he sprained his ankles all the time. So mm -hmm. yeah, he would, he would love to still run, but, um, I always call him after every race and uh, rehash it and talk about the time. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That is so sweet. Um, and did you, when you, um, since you were such a young mom, did you have other mom friends that you could swap childcare duties with, or were you like Santee, like, you know, you're, 18 year old buddies who were, you know, I don't know, studying for the SAT or something like, Hey, can you, can you watch my daughter? Yeah, no, I, I didn't have a lot of friend support at that stage because none of my friends had kids so that, you mm -hmm. know, their life was just so different from what I was focused on. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had my parents, so I lived close by to my parents and, um, you know, they would, they would watch her if they could. And, mm -hmm. For, for in the very beginning, of course, they still lived with them and they did have a treadmill. So I would, you know, oh. sometimes jump on that in the basement when the house was all sleeping. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and But today, it's very different today because today I run, like every friend I have is a runner. <laughs> <laughs> and you have somebody in the house to take care of the kids. Right. So, but I, I go... First thing in the morning. So I'm a 5 a.m. runner and I never ever thought I could be, but um but you do what you gotta do. Carolina proved that I cannot run in the middle of the day anymore. It's too hot. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoy that early morning time with my friends and um, you know, just the you come home and you've already conquered a tough workout and your whole house is still asleep. It's just mm -hmm. a really great feeling. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, my husband and I um, shift because he's very active and he plays in softball tournaments. So um, <laughs> we've got a whiteboard <laughs> with races and tournaments and then um, we alternate days. So if, if he's playing on a Saturday, I'll do my long run on a Sunday and, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And if you could give your younger self some running advice, what would you tell her? Be patient that it's um, a phase that, you know, a stage of life and there will be more and some of them will be harder. Some will be easier. Um, you know, there, there's time. It, it all goes by so fast and, and there's just, there's plenty of time. I think that's true for everything, you know, for the kids growing up, for the for thinking, oh, this race, I have to do this race. It's the most important thing there is to me. It's like, no, 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 there will be another one, you know, and you just sometimes have to um, choose your priorities at that certain stage of life. Um, So did you run races as a solo parent? And um, if so, how did you go about choosing races to run back then versus how you choose them now? I didn't run a lot of races. I did a handful of 5Ks um, with my dad. Uh, Mm, but I, mm -hmm. like, I didn't really follow a training plan. I didn't, I didn't know a lot about running other than I like to do it, but I would Mm -hmm. just go out when I had time. Um, so yeah, the races were pretty limited and, um, (laughs) I would just run as fast as I could. So I don't think I could have done anything besides the 5k. I had no idea about pacing or any of that stuff. A classic young person thing to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned you had a lot of races on the calendar for this upcoming year. In fact, you said like a race every month, right? And I'm curious, yep. do you follow a training plan now or do you work with a coach or how do you manage that? I do work with a coach now. So I've done, um, well, I've done several of the Train Like a Mother programs over the years. And then, um, about two years ago, I started working with a group in Greenville called Without Limits. And um, yeah, so I've got a coach and he knows, we usually touch base about goals a couple times a year and he'll give me the plan for, you know, I, I, I like that. I can just look at a spreadsheet and follow it. So mm-hmm. it, it's like takes all the all the thinking out of it and I just run what I'm told to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and having lived both sides of the, um, you know, situation, so being a, a solo parent and now um, being married, having a partner, I mean, what do you think maybe us, you know, a, a, a person in a two parent relationship like I am, what do you think people like us sort of don't understand about what it is to be, you know, going it alone, uh, trying to fit in running with that? Um, maybe just sort of the relentlessness of it that you Mm. don't ever get the break. Um, Or if you do, it's sort of a, you know, somebody's doing you a favor or, or you're paying a babysitter. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit more of a stress level. Um, Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's, it's hard for everybody, right? I mean, it's still hard to fit it all in. And, and sometimes we do still hire a babysitter for, if our schedules conflict and we still want to get out there. And what it finally, what advice might you have for single parents who are listening or 
um, maybe somebody who's um, partner travels a lot for for work. How about that? Uh, or maybe someone who's in the in a tournament. Somebody's husband is in a lot of tournaments, <laughs> like yours is. Yeah, I mean, I think just being creative, finding ways to fit it in. Um, get up early if that's what it takes. Maybe for some people, it'd be easier to stay up late. I'm just not a night owl at all and um, exhausted by the end of the workday. So that's totally out for me, but um, trying to get creative, whether it's a, you know, a a quick workout on your lunch break or um, scheduling play dates for the kids so that you can drop them off and go run. Yeah, I think just being creative and um, and have patience with them and with yourself. Nice. All right. Well, thank you with uh, thank you for joining us and good luck with all your races this year. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye bye. So, Tish, as a um, single mom yourself, what do you think? Um, maybe we didn't cover, or what? What's you know, I'll know an anecdote that stands out in your mind. Like impart some wisdom on us. Well, you know, um, of course, you couldn't see me nodding my head the whole time each one of them uh, was speaking. You know, it, it uh-huh. is, it's such a, we all have our challenges, right? We all have our challenges. Uh-huh. And the relentlessness of being a solo pa- parent is definitely a challenge. And and uh-huh. um, I don't feel mom guilt really about going for my run, but I, uh, I, I did, you know, you do struggle with that. And um that there are things that just don't get done. Like the recycling is supposed to be out tomorrow. It's not happening. Cause I just don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of have to go, Oh, well, you know, and the, the kitchen floor is a terrible mess. Cause it's, it's muddy out. And the dogs have been tracking in mud. Like, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will get my run in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the beauty of the the two dogs is at least they'll eat any food that gets dropped. They they can't help you with the mud, but they can help with the food drop. Right. And they keep each other company, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks Tish for joining us on this holiday and um My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, to stay up to the minute on another Mother Runner news and happenings like when we really announce the exciting details of our 2020 Hilton Head Island retreat, uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Mother Runner, and I'm at SBS on the Run on Twitter. And please subscribe to our newsletter. To sign up, head over to our website, anothermotherrunner.com. And if you aren't already subscribed, a pop-up will appear when you get to the homepage and asking you to sign up. So please um, fill that out. And thank you so much for following following along. Our podcast today is produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Mm-hmm.